0: Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and ooh, stupidity ooh, of each Survivor ooh. episode. I am sorry that I made that so extra, <laughs> but I missed last week, and I feel like I need to like pump up the energy yes! for this episode.
1: Yes, I am. <laughs> encourage the extra ness absolutely welcome back we missed you oh, myself you. and the audience thank, thank you, you for returning and i hope you had a wonderful vacation
0: i did um it was so great hanging out with some of our survivor friends um shout out to brendan for filling in for me i listened Yay. to your guys's podcast while i was driving home and it was so great i was texting Dion. The things that were sticking out to me from the podcast, like, oh my goodness, I've never thought about this that way before. And like the idea Uh of when your torch gets snuffed, just turning around and like revealing (laughs) all the information and all the secrets and all the alliances. Like I'm so going to do that. Like that is amazing. (laughs) I wonder if it has been done before and they've just edited it out. But anyways, I want to do it someday.
1: (laughs) Yes. All three of us. Let's just, whoever gets on first, like just start the chain and- and we'll all follow suit. I'm okay. just like
0: too nice though. So it would be yeah, me trying I I so too. hard. Trying really hard to be ruthless. Like you guys.
1: Yeah, no, okay. I can see myself turning around and being like, all right guys, I'm just going gonna to take a moment. Um, you so, so would do it in that voice. Uh, and just go one by one. <laughs> so, yeah. And just be like, I love you all. However, <laughs> like, However you're, and you're- then, like at the end of it. You're a rat. You're You're a snake. I could just just see myself. If it was our survival challenge, I'd be like, and Hannah, oh, Hannah, (laughs) you tell me every time. We're still good, right? But, like, that's all you say to me. So I know we're not good. <laughs> so if anybody else is hearing Hannah say that we're good, you're not good. You're not all good. All right,
0: that's it. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs> yeah. And just, I would just be sitting there with like that shocked face.
1: Oh. I don't know if you'd be sitting there with the shocked face or the Hannah smile that you the always had at Tribal the Council devious, when you were the devious one. <laughs>
0: okay well uh, it feels good to laugh about this stuff because the world is ending as we know it and everything sucks
1: apparently (laughs) (laughs) and like literally for the last two days in los angeles it's just been raining and it does feel like the end of times so it's kind of nice to be able to like have this like happy little bubble of ours not to ignore what's going on in the rest of the world but just to be able to like Find happiness and joy in something that we all find happiness and joy in because we need that right now.
0: Yeah, you know who's um, not experiencing too much happiness and joy are the players who were supposed to play season mm. forty-one of Survivor. There has been a yeah. couple articles circulating about how season forty-one taping has been postponed,
1: yep. which I assume May? means the same for season 42 because they both have to be pushed back at this point
0: yeah because casting is over for both of them and so that's postponed and man i feel so bad for those players they just got cast onto survivor and they have to wait even longer
1: well i believe that production like left it to like the last moment to call it just i guess in hopes of like being able to go ahead with it but Mm -hmm. we even know that like a week or so ago it was announced that the amazing race had cancelled right season right. they'd yes. already they'd already filmed three legs of the race and mm-hmm. then they sent everyone home um and that's kind of an even more interesting perspective because obviously the amazing race they're spending a lot of time at airports oh they're yeah spending a lot of time all in over the world countries <laughs> right and i think at the time we didn't necessarily realize the gravity of the situation
0: no i thought that they and, were being like over cautious i was like oh come on but now i'm right. like oh great
1: Right so but my whole like obviously we we understand the reality of the situation when it comes to the virus itself but my mm-hmm. brain in terms of the game structure of these shows <laughs> i go to like all right well now you're sending home you know we can assume like seven or eight teams of two where mm-hmm. they'll have access to the internet they can communicate yeah. with one another yep. like will we ever see that season finish and if we do will it be become part of the season Right, like, will they say we had to postpone filming, and now that we're back, we have had no option option other than to allow our contestants to live their lives and be able to discover each other on social media. So this season will be influenced Mm -hmm. by the outside world.
0: So a game like Survivor or Big Brother, like heck, no, this could never happen. Like stopping mid season, Mm -hmm. but you know, Amazing Race sometimes. They've started implementing kind of a vote thing going on, but besides that, it's pretty much your own game. And maybe the I think the implication is the people who didn't really prepare for Amazing Race are going to go home, and now they're going to do do even more preparations than they had. If they can, I know. So thinking about the um the survivors preparation, yeah, who are getting ready for forty one now, they have even more time to prepare.
1: Do you see
0: any? Different they would do besides what they were already doing to prepare?
1: I mean, I think that my kind of preparation would be like not because of fear of, you know, like I would quarantine myself in fear of not being able to go out when the opportunity actually happens.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's just kind of like they could call me any day and say exactly. So it's just kind of like, all right friends and family you already think that i'm somewhere else so i'm no longer in the real world <laughs>
0: i've already I'm, I've,
1: now i'm I, in bubble yeah i probably just watch the um, series of the survivor and repeat
0: yeah just like make a big uh, booklet of all the things you should know so um My. i wanted to talk about you know kind of more on this topic of when, before we played survival challenge, um, cause we yes. talk about survival challenge all the time and we will not stop talking about it because, <laughs> you know, we can't, That's but, game. Yeah. <laughs> um, before we played, do you remember the feeling leading up to before we played, like the anticipation, the nerves, yeah. like I was right. so nervous, the stress, I mean, like not super stressed. but I, I was just like every once in a while I would just get worked up thinking about going out to play. And I just feel so bad for these survivors who now like have to do even like three more
1: months of that. Well, the funny thing for me is when it came to survival challenge, I think I was distracted a majority of the the time because my focus was, will I actually be able to like financially be able to get out there? Like (laughs) You had a different stress, yeah. (laughs) Right, like my stress was actually getting there. So it didn't really dawn on me until I was sitting at a pizza place in Macomb waiting to meet people and it was... It's like torrential downpour in the middle of nowhere. And I'm sitting in this pizza shop going, Am I gonna be sleeping outside? And that that's when it started dawning on me. Right. And then I arrived to the location and asked to use the bathroom. And they were like, Well, no. And I was like, wait a second. Like it just like a little, it was like <laughs> it was those little moments that I was just kind of like, oh. Oh this oh, is no. really happening. <laughs> like it it like those moments happened to me on the day not necessarily in the lead yeah. up but that's because I also knew people that were involved with production just because uh-huh. I was a fan of the show and had met uh-huh. them prior to it. So for me it was just kind of like familiar but when you're going out to the real thing it's not familiar. So I can only imagine how stressful. You're going to a new country, you're going to be surrounded by people you have no idea who they are and you know <sighs> in this situation it's like all right, well, now that I've canceled work and I've canceled all my plans. Oh my goodness. I'm just here now. That could be a bit of a problem. But then again, everyone's canceled work because work is canceled. Oh, I know. Yeah, so (laughs) work is already done. Oh, I hate to
0: laugh about it because I've known some people who've lost jobs, so. I
1: know it's terrible, but at the same time, like I feel like as a majority, we're all in a very similar situation where we're Mm -hmm. all being a little caught off guard.
0: Yeah, like, uh, and dreams have been, uh, I want to say crushed, but that sounds so dramatic. But I to, Dreams I, have been yep.
1: postponed.
0: <laughs> I had to cancel a trip to New York City where I was going to see you. I was you going know. to go to a, uh, Rob has a podcast live show for the first time yeah. ever. And
1: and who knows if I'll even be getting there. And mine wasn't necessarily just, I, I wasn't going for the podcast. I was uh, attempting to move. So, you were attempting to move knows. there. Yeah, move to New York. Um, That might be postponed for a little bit. Uh, We'll see what happens. There's still time between now and then. And uh, I guess it's just a waiting game at this point. So (sighs) just time to sit and relax. And in the meantime, we're going to enjoy a season of Survivor and then question whether the finale is actually going to be taking place when the finale takes place and if it's going to be live um, or if they're going to get all the contestants on a group Skype call and uh do it online <laughs> i wouldn't hate it
0: but it would be hard
1: yeah it would be hard
0: <laughs> it'd be funny but it, it would definitely be something we don't want to happen um, um well, so wherever like you are wh- wherever you're listening or watching this whoever's listening like we wish you the best we hope you're happy healthy yes, and that yes. everything is working out for you
1: and unlike on survivor please wash your hands <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> all right Dionne, that's probably why they couldn't put them out there there's no because you can't wash your hands. hands.
0: Uh, I didn't wash my hands in survival challenge.
1: Yeah, good times, good.
0: All right, let's jump into <laughs> where the episode jumped into DeKalb Beach with Nick telling yeah. us that he feels good about voting out Tyson, and Tyson gave him a fire token.
1: Oh well, I mean, if your hero can pull through at any time, this is the time for them to pull through. Who is uh, your survivor hero? That would probably be Suri. I think, I, think I, I would have said Suri or Sandra and mm-hmm. I, just because Sandra has played so many times and I feel like Sari is, um, I don't know, I've got a bond with Sari just because we were both the catch potatoes that people kind of think otherwise of and, uh-huh. you know, I, I think we've got a very similar banter and wit and humour mm-hmm. and, I don't know, just watching her out there is very endearing for me. So I, I would it. say that Sari is my survivor hero. How well, about you? you got- Who's your survivor hero?
0: would you vote her out?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> love I love it. Because she would vote me out. That that would be my justification. I have, she wouldn't yeah. hesitate to vote me out. Yeah.
0: I have so many survivor heroes. Um I feel like one I feel like my original survivor hero was Stephanie Lagrosa, like strong female uh, warrior. So yes. that that would be my like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's out here. Okay, so uh, um so Nick uh, feels Stephanie. good I know, and then we go to um, the clip about Yule talking about Jonathan Penner and yes. um, his wife Stacy, who
1: has exactly. ALS. Yes. Um, wow, I what a moment! Description of ALS because yeah. you know we were given a lot of like little examples, but if you go to like Wikipedia, it says it is amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which uh, can okay. also be known as motor neuron disease. Which okay, is and it's also more, Lou Gehrig's
0: disease too.
1: Yes, Lou Gehrig's disease. But I've definitely heard of motor neuron disease. It it does go on to say that um, motor neuron disease is used for a group of conditions, which ALS is most common. So it's okay. it's kind of all in a very similar bracket. But I hadn't heard of ALS. I had heard of um, you know motor neuron disease, and okay. some people have heard of Lou Gehrig's. But it's it's you know obviously something where you lose the ability of it it states here uh, like voluntary muscles like you use you lose the ability to use those muscles mm-hmm. and as um yule was saying she i think she's only got control of her eyes now um and then we yeah. did get to see a clip of jonathan mm-hmm. Penner and his wife
0: that which, was so um, great of cbs was, um, to do very
1: that. touching yeah mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of nice to see that you know this is a game and like we've talked about it even like last season, like it's a game that allows us to talk about real life things. Right. And, you know, brings all that kind of stuff in. And, you know, we saw footage of her coming to the game to yeah. see Jonathan Penner in one of his previous seasons. And it's like we as an audience have seen um, the the shift of where you can come from to where you can go. And we can, we've experienced that as an audience firsthand. So I think it was a little more... Um, you know it was right there in front of us so it's it's a lot easier to kind of like relate to something when you can see it firsthand
0: yeah um and in kind of the game mindset you'll we've talked about how you'll at the beginning of the game told in pregame interviews how he wants to donate his winnings to Jonathan Penner and ALS ALS research and mm-hmm. i was wondering how that would happen if he would talk about that in the game to mm-hmm. it to in in a sense to like if he told people in the game he might think that that would make it people would want to him. keep well like i was thinking like is he going to tell people thinking that they'll want him to stay in the game but also if huh. he tells people he'll be like um people will be like uh you i don't want you to be in here because you're going to be the hero well, wins. the first
1: thing that came to mind when you said that is, I believe it was Big Brother season sixteen. Okay, when Frankie Grande, no, yeah, yeah, was that 16? yeah he was on sixteen. Mm-hmm. Right, Ariana so Grande's Frankie brother. Lose. Yeah, he was wanting to donate his winnings, and Zach found out about this and had this oh, blow up. Upset. Blow up. He was. Mm-hmm. he was like in tears he's like oh How yeah i'm gonna win when there's this guy in here who's gonna donate his money he blah, was blah, blah. so like, upset he lost it so i we've seen it actually affect people in a game having a certain opinion about a player um yeah, I also have experienced
0: like- that because when I did Dayton's Dash for Cash, which was for ten thousand dollars, there was a team that that said that they were going to donate all their winnings to the food bank. And like, yeah, that's awesome. If they win, amazing. But I'm also like, oh, look at you thinking
1: you're better than the rest of us. <laughs> Do good as trying to help people. <laughs> but I mean, it really does influence like when you think about um you know, what you're doing it for, where the money's going towards. It's like, does that mean that they're more entitled to this or that they're like, it it's, It really does play on how people perceive each other based on how people, other people are going to perceive them.
0: Yeah. I'm just, I'm glad he didn't mention that part of his story. I just think that that wouldn't help him if he told no. people he was going to donate, but when he makes it I to agree. final tribal and he says it like, all right, Yule, yeah. that might, that might, that might do the trick right there. I mean um, a very
1: similar thing happened with Adam in his season. You know, he didn't really exact. talk Jeremy about Exactly, Jeremy and his
0: house. season. Jeremy right. and his pregnant wife. So mm-hmm. we've we've seen. They we gotta got that have that sob story at the end. Yep. All right. Next up, Dion, was our favorite thing.
1: And that is <sighs> drop, drop Your, your bust. Bus. <laughs> I was like, maybe if I start it, she'll like catch up and then like. What I if Jeff if said it like end.
0: that? Jeff says it the same. (laughs) What do you have, like a trumpet? Drop your (laughs) buffs.
1: I just feel like it's like on Drag Race when RuPaul is like, bring back my girls. And she she says it different every time. I would just love Uh to see Jeff probes be like, now drop your buffs. (laughs) <laughs> you know, something really dramatic like Jeff that. Jeff Groves
0: is nothing, but he's just consistent. He's going to do the same he thing is. the same way every time. He loves it, and we're here for it every time. Um, here for it. Um, so Boston Rob talks uh-huh. about how much he hates swaps because his first season, Marquesa's, which was season four, yes. um, he got swapped, and it didn't work out for him because he got voted out. I right. really do not remember... Anything else besides the fact that they swapped and he got voted out? Do you have any more info about that? Anything we should take away from that story?
1: Well, I my memories of Boston Rob in that season are pretty slim. He was a very polarizing character. He was very opinionated. I remember him calling out John in that season and mm-hmm. calling him out being like, Are you gay? Like that was Boss and Rob. Yeah, yeah. Like Boss and Rob was the kind of person to like push all the buttons, and John was Boss and Rob pushing all the buttons, huh?
0: That's
1: interesting. But it's really interesting. I'm just kidding. If a person don't know, well, (laughs) but like if a person did that in like current seasons, be it the what we've seen happen in recent seasons of Survivor, like that would not have gone down well. Mm -hmm. But then we also saw Rudy in season one talking about Richard Hatch. Yeah. You know, and being like, you know, I like him, but not in a gay way. Which at the time <laughs> was really funny. So for me, it's like Boston Rob is associated with this kind of like punk young dude who's just kind of like trying to like the big push things and all that. Yeah, Right. And he talks about how he was in control of his tribe. I don't remember it being the case. All I know is that three people from each tribe ended up on the other tribes where they were at the bottom of the numbers they ended up coming together at the merge and they ended up taking it to the end and okay. bossy rob i think might have been tied to the people that went to the other tribe yep because i, I feel like he was maybe um aligned with sean that yeah. kind of rings a bell and then sean yeah. ended up working with like visapia to get to the end so i can see how that would have kind of like done him in um but yeah i i just think that he's He's played enough games to know that a tribe swap's coming, and he should be better prepared.
0: Yep. Um, I personally, I don't like the the swap into three little tribes. I like you don't, the bigger the
1: Survivor. CBS loves it,
0: <laughs> loves it, and it just feels so weird to swap into that tiny group. And man, I, I mean, it's fine. I loved the di- the dynamics that we saw on each tribe. But mm-hmm. I love the big tribes where people can hide and that numbers can be more flexible than just three or well, two.
1: Uh, well, let's talk about the numbers side of it. A, a mm-hmm. swap into three tribes guarantees that there will be a majority because it's an odd number. So if you split it into three tribes at 18, you're going to end up with three tribes of six. There's the potential of it being a tied side you know, three Mm on one side, three on the other side. Where it was five, there is not, you don't run the risk of having a tie at tribal council. Um, It's too early in the game for people to kind of do that. So I think in terms of like numbers, they're trying to look at how they can force moves without actively forcing it. So what we saw was we saw three tribes get split up. It didn't turn out the way that I said it could turn out last week Mm -hmm. where I was like, maybe they'll end up with four decal on one tribe with one right. Salae and then the other two no, tribes yeah. will have a majority of Salae members. Yeah. Um, it didn't work out that way. It no. worked out where Decal was in a majority in two of the tribes and was in the majority minority of one tribe and somehow mm-hmm. both of those members ended up surviving the vote. So you never know what is going to happen, honestly.
0: Yeah. Um, do you want to kind of talk about what we saw from each tribe? When they, like, okay, they cut. we
1: really do need to talk about that dynamics in these tribes because they yeah, are so, so freaking juicy.
0: Yeah, so before they get to the immunity challenge, we spend a little bit of time on each camp. So uh-huh. the, the new decal has Jeremy, Tony, Denise, Sandra, Kim. Jeremy mm-hmm. has a confessional that I had to ask my mom what this meant. Jeremy says that him and Denise are like George and Wheezy moving on up. And I was like, mom what the heck does this mean dion do you know what this right. means i thought of harry potter
1: oh. <laughs> yeah. what? It's like george what?
0: weasley oh george, and weasley. Weasley? <laughs>
1: george i'm um, like is so- he trying to make like a harry potter thing <laughs> and it didn't work <laughs> out for him like that's literally where my brain went and i'm still kind of stuck there and now i just think of like jeremy being true harry potter oh, fan my God. who just Called everybody by the wrong names.
0: I am dying right now. <laughs> uh, that'd be the most like insane reference of George Weasley during Survivor. Okay, but it's from it's from a TV show, the Je- the Jeffersons, which I had never oh, seen. Okay. And George either. would call his wife Weezy, and they moved up in the world to a nicer apartment, and so so that moving on up was that for the throw. So oh, good okay, job, okay. I love Jeremy's confessionals. He's hysterical. Even if you don't understand them. Yeah, even if I don't get the reference, You just can
1: talk, and you can just listen, and he'll just speak, <laughs> and you'll just love it.
0: Yep, in that accent. Okay, so let's talk about Kim in the predicament of I have my opinion we- of who who she should work with of uh, between okay, Tony sure and Sarah do. and Jeremy and Denise. But-
1: but I do want to just take note that we actually got to see Kim this episode because it's been know. a couple episodes. It's
0: been a f it's been a minute. We thought that she was just uh what's the phrase dead to rights? Is that the phrase? Uh, I don't
1: know. I thought it was, we thought she we- was... Uh, George Weasley.
0: <laughs> we <laughs> thought she was a goner. She's still here. She's right. still and George Weasley moving
1: on up. He's catching eels. What is it with the women this season just catching? all of the sea creatures like (laughs) all the sea creatures
0: because they're amazing did you see that tweet i'm totally about all the all the all the women have we've got
1: (gasps) no i know i wanted to bring all the
0: advantages
1: because i put it in our story i put it in the joke yes
0: so we've got parv and and natalie with four fire tokens each like what correct we've got four girls with idols we got sandra Uh sophie denise and kim and then Uh sarah with the steal of vote like this is what yeah. Angelina wanted, and it finally
1: is happening, <laughs> right? Okay, but let's just think about this if decal goes to tribal council and Jeremy catches wind that idol is going to be played because there are three idols on one tribe, Whew. then Jeremy leaves tribal council, Denise feels vulnerable, Denise plays her idol. Yeah, we now know that Kim has a fully formed idol because Sophie yes. gave her the piece back, uh-huh. Kim feels vulnerable. Kim uses her idol. Sandra goes, well, I'm not going home. She plays her idol. There's only one person you can vote for. <gasps> Tony, Tony, Tony. It would. It, he would get Sarid. He would get Sereed. Wow. It would be the second time in history that he I would, would get
0: I would hate that. I would hate that so much.
1: But here's the thing. I thought that at the last Tribal Council in this episode, we would see advantages get played. And none no, we didn't. of them got played. Oh, so I was scared.
0: shocked. If someone, I don't even care who gets Sarid. If someone gets Sarid again, I'll be so mad. I hated that so much. I mean, no okay just the me. logistics
1: of it. It was, it's not only like there was a the serreed vote and then there was the Game Changers vote with Keith and Kimmy. And it's just like, the, I think this is what the smaller tribal councils run the risk of. People having their hands forced. And I think they're trying to implement that so it's less of a they're in charge of the game or more that the game takes control of them, you know? Mm hmm. True. So, anyway. who do,
0: so, yeah. So, who do you think Kim should work with?
1: Oh, I think she should work with the other side. I think she should work with Denise and Jeremy.
0: Whereas I think she should work with Tony and Sandra.
1: Really? Why? Yes. Okay,
0: so here is what I think Kim Spradlin is a huge threat. Huge, huge threat. <laughs> Sorry. Did I say that okay. she's a huge threat? Um
1: <laughs> so she needs to keep huge threats near her. She
0: needs to keep huge threats. Yes, she connects so much better with Jeremy and Denise, but mm-hmm. no one is going to take them out before her. They're gonna take her out before them
1: i disagree you,
0: i think that tony and sandra will get taken out before her so she needs to align with the people who will get taken out before her
1: i feel like jeremy would get taken out before kim
0: he he is so good though He is so good
1: but then are you saying that kim's not as good
0: they are they're both amazing
1: Right. This is the thing. I don't think, like, everybody talks about how some people in this game are bigger threats. Mm -hmm. I don't see it that clearly. I think everybody is threatening. And even Adam was saying that in one of his confessionals. Oh, no, it wasn't his confessional. It was at Tribal Council. He's like, Mm -hmm. everyone here is really good. Like, Mm -hmm. everyone here is really good. So, you know, like i think that if you talk about threat levels you really have to think about in one in what capacity because even though kim is threatening in like challenges she's her social game is flawed this season she's at the bottom she has no she is at the to bottom. go mm-hmm. she can't control because no any one move.
0: no one wants to work with her now denise no. and jeremy are 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 like, oh, yes, we want to work with you. We want to work with you because they need her to flip. So they're going to make her all of these promises, all these empty promises. And she's going to feel so comfortable and just way more naturally connected with them because those are the people she would work with. Whereas Tony and Sandra are like loose cannons and you don't want to work with them. But in my opinion, those are who you need to be willing to be in uncomfortable alliances Mm in order to further yourself.
1: But, okay, if you were on the island and you were in the position of Jeremy and Denise, there's four people, you are with Kim, Sandra, and Tony, who do you want to keep around and who do you want to get rid of?
0: If I was out of those three? Yeah. Kim, Sandra, or Tony? I would get rid of Tony.
1: I would get rid of Kim. I would keep Tony.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Because Tony doesn't have any moves, nobody's working with him. Like, yeah, Kim is a that, much more threatening player than Tony in my eyes.
0: Yeah, so I think that I would do it based on past performances and the fact that Tony s- can flip on a dime, and Kim stayed loyal to an alliance. Yes, she was um, manipulating another alliance. It's a new
1: game, when you're in a position of struggle, you do things differently. We see t- people time and time again. Look at Stephanie LaGrosse's second game. She became a villain mm-hmm. because she flipped so far from her original gameplay. She got to mm-hmm. the end and people didn't vote for her to win. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is you've got to look at the game in, in front of you. And you can't... You, yes, you need to take information from previous games into in mind, but... Kim is not playing with the same people she was playing with before. I almost feel like she would be more likely to be unpredictable because we haven't seen her in this environment. So this is the devil you don't know where Tony is the devil you do know.
0: This has, this has a ton to do with how I feel about the Boston Rob vote. Could we jump to Yara Tribe oh, to yeah, talk absolutely. about the Boston Rob? Okay, so we have the same situation going on right now. With Ben and Adam, right. Boston, Rob, Sophie, and Sarah. Okay, so in my opinion, I think that Ben and Adam should have kept Boston Rob around. Uh huh. Because of the same reasoning I said about Kim, is that
1: uh-huh.
0: you keep that um, you keep that big threat in for as long as you want, and along with what you were talking about with how Stephanie LaGrosa made it to the end and everyone hated her. I feel like Boston Rob could have had that same exact character arc this season that like, mm-hmm. maybe he would have pissed off enough people that by the end he wouldn't win. Like, I know you don't bring Boston Rob to the end because he could win because mm-hmm. he, w- he would argue his point really well. But I think, I think he might have irked enough people that maybe he would lose votes. I also have yeah. I also have another thought about how Boston Rob also messed up this round, which we all know. But yeah. I have a, I have another thought about that. But do you have anything to say about that thought I just had?
1: Uh, with the thought you had, I think that it's like definitely valid. It's my whole thing though is by keeping him in the game, you maintain his level of game because everybody's trying to please him in his way that he wants to do his game. But I'm not out there to play anybody else's game, Mm. you know? So for me, the vote to get rid of him is actually to allow myself to thrive. So sure, you can find yourself sitting at the end with someone like him. But if you're not in his game plan, you don't get to the end. Mm-hmm. So I feel like taking him out was so that the rest of them in the tribe could literally start to play the game. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they needed to take him out.
0: Like it's we talked about how Adam broke the cardinal rule of Survivor when he went and mm-hmm. told someone the plan of who right. they were voting out, and everybody was talking uh-huh. about how he re, he like broke the. The golden rule of Survivor. I feel like sure. Boston Rob just broke the golden rule of Survivor by forcing no one to strategize. We saw Garrett and mm-hmm. Survivor kagayan force everybody to not talk, and it pissed off everybody, and that's why they voted him out. Like, I think we don't we know that that's not what you do.
1: Well, I mean, not only do we know, but we've seen him do it firsthand. Mm-hmm we know that this is his tactic. You can't just repeat something. It's like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So if they, you know, let him do that, they're just sitting there going, oh, so we're all just going to sit here and let him get to the end and choose who he's going to take to the end with. No, you can't do that. But are there ways to make it work for you? Possibly. Maybe Ben and Adam could have found ways to make it work for them. But I think that, Who knows? Maybe this is the alliance that we see get to the end. You know, maybe we see. Like, because that's the thing. Ben and Adam don't have anybody else to work with in the game. They don't have a solid core. Ben was close to Denise, who was close to Adam. You know, like, but I don't even think that was Ben even that close to Jeremy? Yeah, he voted with them, them.
0: but we haven't seen anything about them being close. Yeah.
1: All I can think of is Jeremy being like, if I walk away, I know that Ben's going to come to talk to me. Mm-hmm. He did mention that once. That time that they were all just sitting at camp and nobody was moving.
0: Right. And he's right, like, right, the "If I get up,
1: Ben's gonna come up, and then Denise yeah. would get up." <laughs> like, but it didn't feel like they're like a us to the end kind of situation.
0: Right. I do want to elaborate on you know why Boston Robs. Hail Mary to keep everyone at camp. Like it was clearly a bad move and it was clearly him trying to do anything to get himself to stay in the game. And I just want to elaborate on another reason why that was a bad move is because Mm -hmm. in modern Survivor, we know that at first a plan gets made and then Mm -hmm. about an hour later, The second plan is now in place and that is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then Mm -hmm. a couple hours later, there's a new plan. And this is actually what we're going to do (laughs) by Boston Rob stifling the strategy talk. I think that he could have played the the hand of letting everybody go off and have talks. And he could have been having these talks with Sarah and Sophie and trying for him to get, aligned with them and he could have been right you know giving arguments about why to keep him and whatnot rather than so like cause a little more
1: confusion
0: yeah the plan could have easily evolved even more but he he made it stay at ground zero
1: because he's the thing he could have even tried to spin the vote onto someone else you know, say to the girls, look, if we actually do put these votes on Adam because he did screw me over, he's not the strongest in challenges. He will be an easy person for us to take out. Nobody mm-hmm. else on the other tribes are going to be pissed off. Like, play up this whole thing about how, you know, he you totally keep totally could have got
0: it on Adam.
1: But the thing is, it didn't necessarily actually have to be Adam. But get yeah. the girls to place their votes on someone else that's not him. Yeah. You know, like, you do need to kind of put precautions into place where you're protecting yourself. And I actually don't think he protected himself. He no, there, just kind of like went on a gamble.
0: Yeah. He went with what was the most comfortable for him. And that was yeah. being the godfather and telling people what to do and like just refraining stuff from happening when he could have taken the more, uh takes more, you
1: know, yeah, you're taking that. Um, well, that's the thing. And like, he's even mentioned it like in this episode. He's like, yeah, I found an idol, but I had four clues, you know? And like everybody mm-hmm. else is out there finding idols. Sophie finds an idol, which is Loved it. Epic. epic. epic.
0: During, but, yeah. in the middle of Boston Rob's
1: confessional,
0: like mm-hmm. he's
1: still talking
0: and we see this happen. It was so good.
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. Cause like she, she gets it. And we're like, wait, did she just get it? like you you as an audience uh, yeah. member have to like sit there and question it and you're like you have to catch it cuz
0: she put it in her in her underwear so fast
1: she just threw it down there and she was like, nobody's going to be like, and that's the thing. They're like all emptying their pockets and she's like, trying not to like shove a hand down her pants, which I don't think she needs to anyway. Right. But I thought that was just iconic because then she, that's when we find out that she gave the other piece to Kim. Yep. That's when we hear her perspective where once upon a time she was like, if I were Kim, I would never have done that. And now she's like, Oh, well, I get it. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, she's like, I'm in this predicament now. I understand. I need someone in a position and like, and that's the thing she, she admitted, she goes, I've never been able to get a read on Sarah and I don't know if we're good, but this is the move to solidify us. So who knows if this changes her Sophie's opinion of Kim. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, we might find the three women, Sophie, Sarah, Kim getting to a merge situation and being like, look, we all know maybe Kim can bring in Denise. They all know about these secret idols there could be like an idol alliance if they get to the merge and oh none of them gosh. have played them. <laughs> you know, like there are so many things tying people together now. Not to yeah. mention, we've got fire tokens in play. We didn't see Edge of Extinction at all this episode, so we can mm-hmm. assume that there wasn't any uh, token being awarded to anybody in the game. Um, sorry, oh, yeah. on Edge of Extinction.
0: Yeah, we, yeah.
1: Um, and I think we can assume that production knows that when you form three tribes, you're gonna to have to explore their camp life. You're not gonna have they probably to probably planned it. Extinction.
0: Same like, with Island of the Idols. Off. That's right. what they did during but it's, last season two.
1: So now it looks like the next episode we're gonna get some kind of edge of extinction challenge portion that involves allowing Tyson and Boston Rob both to be involved. Mm -hmm. And then the following week, now that we know that next episode, two people are getting voted out, there could Mm -hmm. be an extra two people. So the next two times we see the Edge of Extinction, there's going to be two new people coming into these new challenges or tasks. Yeah. and that's We're going to potentially end up with eight people on the Edge of Extinction, maybe even 10. Like I was talking to Stephen who was in Survival Challenge with us. Heroes versus villains merged with 10 people it started off with 20 they got it down to halfway through
0: and second chances oh my goodness second chance merged with 13 people after next week's episode where two people go home we're going to have 13 people they could merge just right but after I'm that what i'm saying is like
1: right because that's normal that's standard for us to get to that many people but uh-huh. they could even wait until there's half of the people out of the game oh i see what you mean like that's even see i'm just used to
0: like i just still think of like seven person juries and everything like the the good old days it was tiny
1: <laughs> oh really because well that's when we had um that's when we had 16 people in the game yeah yeah you have uh, an extra four people now So
0: I, this is a random thought that I had about Yara tribe that I wanted to talk Uh to you about is that the, on my, on my rewatch, I saw Ben and Sarah introduce themselves when they get to the island. Hi, I'm Ben. Hi, I'm Sarah. And that Mm -hmm. like took me back for a moment. And I was like, wait, I know they know each other. They were at hearts of reality in summer of 2018 when we were there and they were sitting at the same table. And, like, I'm sure they've met and they've talked. Adam was there, too. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, them pretending like they don't know each other or is everybody out there just pretending they don't know each other? That's so
1: interesting.
0: They have met. And and we saw a clip of them saying, hi, I'm Ben, hi, I'm Sarah.
1: Right. And, okay, so that's interesting because, like, when they did that, I was like, huh, that's really interesting that they haven't, that they don't know each other. And I just put that to them not having played the game together because like they when were you're there, going out there they
0: were like three people away from each other at heart to reality
1: sure but like i also know that like a lot of your attention goes to the guests coming in you're yeah. not necessarily going to have a sit-down conversation i mean that was the time when i met ben and i went he's actually really nice <laughs> I, <laughs> like, you know oh, and oh, I, he's lovely and um because I remember he was in the corner and she was only a couple chairs away because I remember being like, you know, it was so excited to see you in the game again. So glad you won, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you're right. These people have interacted with one another. It's not like they've never met each other. They don't necessarily need to introduce themselves by their name. It might be like, hey, it's nice to actually finally be able to see you in the same tribe. Right. But maybe they are downplaying their relationships in form of, how well they know one another, but yeah. yeah, the reality is they may not actually know each other that well at all, uh, yeah. But you know, it's like if they're three people away from
0: each other, I sure hope that they introduce themselves like that would be right it'd be crappy if they didn't. Well, That's you know, what's funny, Sandra was sitting right by Sarah, so maybe Sandra is just being Sandra and being the queen of the table. And
1: I mean, and Sandra could, got called out when she was like, How do you feel about this tribe? and then she's like, Well. It means that we can vote people out that we want, but I don't want to say too much. That was so. Yeah, wow.
0: That That was was so
1: awkward. Because then you've got Adam. It goes over to Adam, and Adam's just like shaking his head, like, oh, this is going to be interesting.
0: (laughs) Adam is all of us out there.
1: Adam is, he is very much a. He's going to be remembered for this season. You know, like, he played his first season. It's been the Adam show. It's been the Adam, but it's also, like, I don't remember firsthand too many of Adam's, like, moves in his first season. Right, right, right. You know, he was very much there and obviously got to the end and won. But, like, I can even say, like, Michelle, like, winning the last few challenges and getting rid of Neil from the jury. And, like, you know, I can, but I can't sit here and name, like, specific pivotal moments of Adam's game that allowed Mm -hmm. him to, like, win. But mm-hmm. I can definitely mention moments from this game that relate to Adam. Like, this mm-hmm. is going to be what Adam's remembered for.
0: Yeah, I, I love it. This, and it's only, it's only going up from here. Like, this, is, this has been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about two more things. We need to talk about the new Sele tribe. <laughs> and we should talk about the immunity challenge. So let's talk about yeah. X on the Beach Salé, what are you thinking?
1: (laughs) Okay, so I also put up a post on our Instagram that Nick Wilson posted. Okay. And he's gone and changed all of the faces from the How I Met Your Mother poster and put his (laughs) tribe's faces on it. (laughs) And he pretty much talks about how, like, actually, let me read it to you because it's written and, like, nuanced quite um delightfully if you will i'm just going to pull it up nick wilson because, isn't, um,
0: isn't getting too much screen time airtime so he needs to get his attention elsewhere
1: <laughs> right. on the social okay. media well here's what he says he goes coming to cbs this spring five castaways stranded on Celle island but these castaways are no strangers it will be legend wait for it dairy what, oh happens when a man, what happens when a man is placed on a deserted island with his high school celebrity crush? How about when old <laughs> rivals re, reunite after they have not spoken in 13 years? Does she still recall the time he declined to go skinny dipping in a hot tub?
0: I remember oh, that.
1: <laughs> and haven't you heard? Two of these castaways previously dated. Find out what happens when X is a place on the same beach Wednesdays at 8 p.m. 7 Central, only on CBS. Good job, Nick. That's, I thought it was very funny, and I was like, "Well, that's quick-witted and just kind of like well played," um, because it it really kind of sums up what we're experiencing yeah. on the Celle Drive. Michelle's confessionals about
0: what's going on she owned owned the confessionals. I mean, pa- Parvati's um, narration of it was hysterical. <laughs> yes. I felt like yes. Parvati, like just laughing about what's going on. But Michelle's "You Up" new season who dis confessional was everything. <laughs> yes. That was everything. <laughs> Michelle is just winning me over so much.
1: Well, it reminded me of the confessional she had on her first season. The bro, I know one. Like, yeah. Yeah. I know, bro. Like it was like, bro, yeah, I she's, know. she's getting just like real. And I love Michelle getting real because you've got these three guys who are clearly in an alliance from their first tribe. Like the three of them were working together. Yeah. So that's going to be really hard to break. And then you've got the two girls who are now connecting. Michelle's like, you know, poverty's my best friend. And I'm like, which is really interesting because we never really saw that dynamic when they were on their former tribe.
0: We we could kind of read between the lines of what was going on, but they've really grown close.
1: Right. But it's funny because like, even like, you know, spoiler to everyone at home, Hannah makes notes before every episode and sends them <laughs> to me just to kind of give me a feel for what she wants to mention. <laughs> but what you mentioned that really kind of got my attention was like, you know, these are the two girls that you love to watch, but you would never be friends with them. In yeah.
0: Life. I said like, that's what I love watching them. And I love their dynamic, but see them sitting on the beach and like talking about Wendell or something. I just, I just could not imagine myself in that conversation. Like, Yeah, oh my gosh. No, they weren't talking like that, but yeah.
1: (laughs) I I totally could see myself sitting with them. (laughs) 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 I was like, I'm very much a chameleon when it comes to that kind of thing like i can sit with Mm -hmm. the boys and just kind of like talk game talk or whatever yeah stupid stuff but then i'd go and sit on the beach and be like all right hit me up what's going on like i could be girls is what i'm trying to say
0: (laughs) Uh, just like wendell said you kick it
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i'll kick it with the girls but it's so funny because the girls even know how like how funny it sounds and they're like oh my god exactly and there I was don't want to like make
0: fun of them. I don't say that I don't want to say that they're like super basic. They're just not the type of girls that I would normally hang out with. So it's it's kind of fun to watch and
1: but it's, yeah. it's funny because I think, like, there's a time and place for these things. Like, uh-huh. there is a secret scene with the two of them as well where they go over to get water. And they're just kind giggling that. over the silliest <laughs> things. And, and Michelle talks about how her hair's in tendrils. Yeah. <laughs> and you see poverty with, like, this perfect hair. I'm like, how? Um, oh, poverty's always sure. perfect out there. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because they're just making themselves giggle over the small things and i honestly mm-hmm. think that a lot of the dynamics that happen when it comes to alliances and things like that are really bonded over humor and yes. and intellect and just being able to like just be on the same wavelength and my question is i thought that parvy and yule would have more of a rapport with one another than yeah, that was surprising do. well the thing they is they have talked is, years no, well, and parties continued to stay in the world. So you'd think, like, as Surviving somebody who was in the, well, yeah, exactly. Like, mm-hmm. and somebody who went on to win a future season, you'd think that maybe you would reach out and be like, "Congratulations!" You know, obviously you were in my season. Because yeah. think about it: how many people in this season have played in a season together where the other person, like. There, sorry, how many people have played in an original season together where one person won and then they came back and won their own season? Mm-hmm. So um blood versus water, Natalie won and then Jeremy came back and won. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Cook Islands where you won and then poverty came back and won. And they were all four of those people, like in their pairings, were playing for the first time together, but one of them had to come back and win. Mm-hmm. So someone like um, Tony and Sarah, Mm. you know They've they have that close. kind of pairing
0: mm-hmm. right
1: but so that's why i'm surprised that these um you know i'm assuming natalie and jeremy probably stay close but why not yule and poverty well because yule and poverty are
0: completely different personalities they i i can totally see them but, not overlapping with like yeah they were on you know they were in this life-changing experience together right and it
1: bonds you mm-hmm. like I don't think that necessarily but like after
0: 13 years, will that, will that bond last 13
1: years later where you're, well, look at you and, J- and look at you and yeah. Jonathan because there the is personalities click. Right. Okay. And something else that like, so we looked at the um, like Boston Rob in his first season. Now poverty and you were constantly on opposite sides of the tribe, but poverty was constantly connected to Jonathan Penner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: And so if, Penner and, you know, I know that Candace and Penner kept in touch with one another. Maybe mm. Poverty didn't keep in touch with Penner, and then that's that was Penner was the glue essentially yeah, between Yule and Poverty. But I also don't know that Poverty necessarily kept in touch with anyone from her first season. Right. And it wasn't until, you know, she won her season that she started to, like, build a rapport with contestants.
0: Right, right. Yeah, it's just, it's very fascinating. I really like how Survivor is being very um, meta about all these connections mm-hmm. that are going on. And it's totally fine with talking about these uh, pre-existing relationships. And And, pre-existing ex-relationships.
1: Right. And the thing is, I remember early on, we were like, what's going to do Yule in? And my guess was, I'm like, well, if Poverty ends up on the same tribe as Yule, that could be his doing. But Yule's in a very good position right now that I don't know that her calling him out on anything. Now, knowing that she doesn't necessarily have anything to call him out on.
0: If Selle goes to tribal and one of those, if both of those girls survive, that would be the like amazing gameplay
1: if both In, of them survive. Incredible. I just don't see how it works unless they convince Nick to give up his idol <laughs> 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 and do a Black Widow situation because you know I mean, that the only person the that context- would work on is Nick.
0: Yep, yep. So if we see it happen, I'm here for it. I love it.
1: Uh, it would but be- that sucks because I love poverty <laughs> this season. This is the first season that I've actually been on the poverty bandwagon. She's she's been having fun. She's been having a good time. Because usually she's in seasons where there's somebody else who I'm just rooting for more. Like Mm -hmm. heroes versus villains, I just was rooting for Sandra more. Fans versus favorites, I was just voting Saree more. And those Mm -hmm. those are two of my favorite players in the whole game of Survivor. (laughs) You know, so that's a hard act to follow. Yeah.
0: And Michelle, like, you know, you love Michelle too, oh, so.
1: I know. So watching the two of them, I'm like, I would totally see Nick go. I would see Wendell go. I'm like, you'll, I don't know, just be friends with the girls for some reason. I don't know, make yeah. it work for you. Yeah, just make it work because we want you around. I honestly just hope that, uh, I don't know which tribe I want to avoid tribal council next week. Part of me hopes it's the Salé tribe just because I don't want to see this yeah, structure same. break. Oh, yeah, same. But then at the same time, then are we going to see... Oh, uh, you know what? The girls on the Dekal tribe, they'll take care of themselves. They're fine. Um, <laughs> I'm not the Dekal tribe, sorry. That's Yara? The, um, I'm,
0: Sarah Sophie? Are you talking about Sarah Sophie? That's the
1: Yara tribe. Yeah. Oh my gosh, every time I hear Yara, I just think I'm a Drag Race fan. I've already mentioned it once this episode, but there's a queen called Jara Sophia. And <laughs> she, like, it's spelled Y-A-R-A, but it's like a Jara. So every time I say Yara, I want to say Jara, the Jara tribe. Okay, oh, she's just fabulous I, gotta tell, and I love her.
0: I got to tell you what I think of every time. Speaking of Harry Potter, I think of uh-huh. Yara, Yara Wizard Harry. <laughs>
1: <gasps> what oh my god that is such a stretch like <laughs> yara wizard harry Yara like, yeah i just, just want to have a meme of jeremy with a wand in his hand talking about the yara tribe saying yara wizard george <laughs> and weezy oh because george and weasley
0: i was like why jeremy okay i get it
1: george because yeah, of george, george and weasley, weasley like this i think we should just call this the drop your buffs rupaul's drag race slash harry potter episode like i think that's what's (laughs) happening right now we've Uh, kind of gone into a whole different universe it has um, been
0: insane and so let's uh, kind of talk about this immunity uh, challenge real quick because i just want to bring up the puzzle at the end of the immunity uh, challenge
1: we have before you do that, that go for it can i just mention that sandra played this challenge that's all I want to say. Sandra was not on a bench this challenge. Good, nope, she was good for you, Sandra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go for it.
0: Well, I personally was a part of a tribal challenge where we had this four colored block puzzle at the end. The name of this yeah, puzzle yeah, is You
1: are still in the game.
0: <laughs> Dion had um, had just been voted out. It it hurts. It hurts.
1: And I, I don't was know if you guys voted. would lose. But I don't know yeah, who voted I don't that. know who
0: voted for me either. Um it Rude. the puzzle is called Instant Insanity and that is true to its name because it is very difficult as we saw the tribes doing it um wow it I just before we started recording I looked up a YouTube video about a solution to this puzzle. I'm like, "Okay, I want to find out mm. what the solution is." Um heck no. That was I was like five minutes into this PBS video and I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and I'm a hashtag reading teacher, not a math teacher. So it was using math and I was like, this ain't
1: going to work. Not today. I have a question for you though. So each, obviously each cube has six sides, but there's only going to be four sides that are exposed. That are showing. Mm-hmm. So are all four blocks colored differently? Yes. Or are they all colored the same? Well,
0: With- in, in a YouTube... Video I was watching, they were all colored differently.
1: Where each block so, has like one color that's got like two. Extra, well, there has to be two yeah. colors with extra. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. And yeah. so it's different extra ones. So I know that someone we know named Mike had posted a solution, like a PDF graphic that I need to track down to find. I think it's under our Facebook live video, honestly, of that challenge. So I'm going to go track that down to see what he posted, but the YouTube video did not help. And I actually (laughs) want to go make my own, uh, instant insanity puzzle so I could try it at home.
1: (laughs) You're like, I'm more confused than I was Before I knew the challenge. so Yep, yep. I mean, I, I can see that being a real thing. Oh my gosh. So just quickly, um, Wendy from Survivor, blue-haired yes. Wendy. Um, Big Wendy who let all the chickens see, out. Right. Did you see recently she did an elimination video for Ethan Zon and she recreated an image of Ethan Zon made out of Rubik's cubes. I saw her do that phenomenal. for Natalie. Phenomenal. Okay, I didn't see Natalie's, but I saw Ethan Zahn's. And I was, like, watching this going, there must be some kind of computer program that she takes an image, converts Uh it to this, like, pixel thing and that allows her to, like, make all the... But she has to sit there and turn all of the Rubik's Cubes. There's easily hundreds, hundreds of Rubik's Cubes. Because I I would say that the bottom row consisted of 20 Rubik's Cubes. So this would be like 20 by 20, something like that. And then by the end of it, it's just, it's his face. And I'm like, this is phenomenal. So yes, there was probably like a grid created for her to do, but she has to sit there and go through every Rubik's Cube and make sure that this color is in this position. And it's just, if you haven't seen it, check it out it's phenomenal it sounds like she's got a whole series of them and she's potentially doing them for every person as they get voted out Incredible. i would say
0: i would say like man she needs to find a hobby but she found a hobby
1: that's quite the and not the only hobby. that she has to be indoors anyway so Why not sit there and just kind of like... yeah, because of coronavirus. We're we're all quarantined. (laughs) We're all quarantined. (laughs) Um, Right. So it's like, yeah, just sit there and do something incredible. And like Ethan Zon shared it. So maybe if you're connected to him on Facebook or Twitter, you'll be able to... Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. I want to share my drop your buff moment. And that happened during Tribal Council. My -hmm. drop your buff moment is I was so banking on Sarah or Sophie playing one of their advantages, an idol or an advantage, because it just felt so risky. I didn't want them to waste it at all, but I also would understand if they didn't. My jaw dropped when neither of them did anything i was like they're really putting their trust in ben and adam right now which was the right move but you know i still was amazed
1: i'm gonna join you on this drop your buff moment because for me like i literally was shocked that not even one (laughs) of them used their advantage i was like you're in a minority on a five person like at least feel the need to tie it but i'm like they've just mentioned and i don't know if it was all smoke and mirrors in order to make sure that rob didn't know what was happening Mm -hmm. but like uh it's a ballsy move by these two girls i you know we've seen what the first three people voted out of this game were women the next three voted out were men we're back to even male female split and the women are the ones that are kind of dominating at this point. So yeah. I'm holding out hope that we can see another female win this. And every oh, time we have a returning please, players season, the only time we've seen a returning player season where, where at least wins. half, where, well, yeah, oh. it was Cochran, where at least half of the cast and is Jeremy. returning jeremy did win yes mm-hmm. okay so okay because you saw sandra for heroes versus villains we saw poverty for first fans versus favorites we saw amber for all stars mm-hmm. um cochran we had, jeremy sarah yep yeah, and sarah so when it comes to returning contestant seasons the women have a better chance at winning mm-hmm. um but it's like so is that going to happen again this season Based off of all of the advantages in the game right now and the fire tokens, the women are in a really freaking good yes. place. But then again, Jeremy does have this like, like avoid tribal council. I don't remember if that was valid for more than three tribal councils, if it was just like a, until a certain I, point.
0: I think, it, I think it didn't have an expiration.
1: Yeah. And I think- as I mentioned in the last podcast, Nick is the only person from the original Dakal tribes who have received any coins. Um, fire tokens wow (laughs) and even now with poverty receiving two more he is still the only person from the original red tribe that received a fire token all of the other five tokens have gone over to the blue tribe interesting yeah interesting so i feel like we're gonna see a shift in the power now go to the blue tribe I'm, i'm ready to see these fire tokens get played can we start like buying stuff but but here's the thing like does i guess they can use them at any point i know but they're just holding out for whatever when they
0: are going to need to buy
1: stuff. well i mean poverty can essentially buy us an idol now i guess is that on the menu for well, on the the, people on the, still in the game on the edge of
0: extinction island that's how much a three a three would cost you an idol um but uh, and I, I th- it, it will
1: cost you three tokens to get an idol. Yes.
0: Yeah, we need to look up the original menu from the first episode.
1: <sighs> because that's I'm true. I,
0: oh I don't remember. And not
1: not Ron's not Ron's menu. That's that's expired. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> where he tore off the bottom where it said that it mm-hmm. expires. Oh, that was still a genius move. I love it. Okay, let's talk about next week on Survivor, the wicked witch is dead, and we could do whatever oh we want now, God. says Adam. They're like
1: celebrating. They're sitting there. I didn't know. I know I it looked know. like it looked like a, an episode from Amazon all over again. Like yeah. it looked like the girls were asking for peanut butter. But I'm pretty sure it was just them cleaning their buffs. <laughs>
0: Uh, once again I am actually looking forward buffs. to edge of extinction. Sorry just to
1: clarify cleaning buff. the buffs. buffs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 I mean, they could be doing both. Um so I <laughs> I'm looking forward to Tyson being sneaky and hilarious. I know that you're not the biggest Tyson fan. No, I am a I'm, big, all I'm all
1: for it. I'm on it. the bandwagon now. All right. I'm all right, like, good. let's see this.
0: Okay, let's let's, let's hypothesize. hypothesize real quick whether it's a challenge or whether it's actually just Tyson on his own will doing something sneaky and hilarious. That's his word. I think sneaky and hilarious what What he's gonna
1: do is he's gonna insist that when they're sleeping at night times that he has to sleep in between amber and rob i think (laughs) that is sneaky and (laughs) hilarious (laughs) like Um, i'm just gonna wedge myself in here right
0: yeah (sighs) i feel like can we also
1: discuss that oh no continue that and then i'll go i was just gonna say
0: it looks like he was going up to where they climbed the rocks to go to um the top so maybe it has something to do with that
1: okay right. to what and you're boston's saying. like are you coming back um well my whole thing is we're finally gonna see boston and amber canoodling again Aww. after what 15 no, 15 years since they played the game Together and could oh yeah we haven't time. seen that on our
0: TV screen.
1: Um, so our friend
0: Caitlin sent me some photos that have been released of next week's episode, and there are the most precious photos of Rob and Amber, like from Edge of Extinction. So you guys should go find those press photos in there because they're adorable.
1: I look. I'm all for the tour of them being on the Edge of Extinction together, and I would love to see Amber come back into the game. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, me too. But he, also, have we contemplated the idea of more than one person coming back from the edge? I,
0: I would love that. If at the oh, man,
1: could we would, have? Would, could it go down to ten people and then have two people to come in? To that's make it what 12? I was
0: thinking. I was thinking that at the merge, I would love if at the merge instead of having one person come in at the merge and one person later. If they had two people come in at the merge,
1: I would love that. I do think just from Jeff's pre-videos, like he talked about how with the edge, like if you name a season after a twist, you have to Mm -hmm. have it play out in the final episode. And even though this season isn't like named the edge of extinction, it's still a twist that needs to kind of play out for the whole thing. Because then what? Do the rest of them just go to Ponderosa now when we still have the largest tribal council ever? I'm sorry, um... Uh, jury ever jury. because, yeah, they do they or do they go home? Would all of them go home? Because they're, I don't know, it's just an interesting kind of concept.
0: Yeah, I am, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Mm, I just feel like, I feel like we've only just touched the surface of this episode. Like, there is so much to discuss. It was a great episode, new, it, it's so juicy, and I was giddy about it the whole time because mm-hmm. you just see people forced to like. We didn't really get much of the Dekal tribe except for Kim all of a sudden being this kind of like person in – and here's the thing. I don't want to like give false impression that she is in a power position because I don't necessarily think that she's the one calling the shots. She's just deciding who to pair up with who is calling the shots. Right. But I love the position that Denise is in because I don't mm-hmm. think that she's vulnerable at all, mm-hmm. and I do think that she's in a very good position to go far. And she's so, your
0: like, she's your winner pick, right? Or
1: she? Oh, I would love to see her win. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So we're just seeing such great stuff from her.
1: Okay, so my my assumptions now in terms of like like uh, what's the word alliances? <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god, voting blocks? What no, a... <laughs> alliances going <laughs> Dress forward. Clusters. I think that Sophie is probably in the best position in this whole game Mm -hmm. because if she is able to make it to the merge, she has Yule and the three boys who we can assume are still going to be in the game. Mm -hmm. She then has, if if uh, Sarah Sarah, or her uh, mm -hmm. is still staying in the game, she essentially can reel in like Kim and Kim can reel in Denise. Denise and Sarah have a prior relationship before the game. That Mm -hmm. finds Sophie in the middle of seven. She just
0: worked with Ben and Adam.
1: Right. So you can see her being in possibly the most powerful position out of anybody out there. So whether that works for her advantage or makes her a huge target is going to be a completely different thing. But in my mind, we could see um, seven people her getting together with Yule and the two boys and then deciding to work with all the women and then take out the boys and make it a final Mm. four women Mm because she'd have a better chance physically Mm. up against these women in challenges. Mm -hmm. Could you imagine a final four of Sarah, Sophie, Denise, and Kim? That would be (gasps) epic because they're all physically strong. They're Mm. all insanely intelligent. Intelligent. Mentally. I think I just found, like, a really exciting Final Four that somehow involves Kim, but I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, that's, like, the only scenario that I'm okay with Kim kind of, like, staying in the game. Gosh, but you like, have the most polarizing view. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have polarizing views with my own views. Yeah. It's, like, but the thing is, like, or do we see Sophie get to the end with three guys that have the potential of being... Like, Like, well, we've already worked together without her. Let's just get rid of her. Like, I don't necessarily see her going to the final four with those boys and then you're keeping her on. This swap has definitely changed the game. And I I honestly think for the better. Yeah, Yeah, I love it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. All right. I'm excited. I'm pumped. I'm so excited. I'm pumped. (laughs) He's excited, he's pumped And coronavirus can't bring us down It ain't gonna bring me down No, (laughs) just we need to figure out if the finale can still happen Um, May 13th Could they postpone the finale? Would they they postpone the finale? Well, what do you do if you can't get everybody together? They have to do the vote for you they have to do
0: it. So they well, might then do... do we
1: get Jeff to read the votes from wherever he is and then do a <laughs> delayed <laughs> reunion
0: live from my dressing room?
1: <laughs> I just, I think that there's a lot of questions up in the air. I honestly really hope for the sake of everybody in the world, not just for the sake of survivor. I hope that we get some answers and we get some solutions very quickly um, that we can put into place and um, all be in our healthiest uh, states um, not necessarily states of country, but states of being. Of being. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, this is this has been a
0: whirl- whirlwind for both of us, hasn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. And um, I'm just excited for what there is to come in all aspects of everything.
0: Of everything. All right. Well, that <laughs> yeah. sounds like a great place to sign us off. Okay. Subscribe to us. Follow yes. us. Yes. And...
1: I'll put links Uh, to everything in the show notes as always. Yes, and um, once again, it was wonderful podcasting with you again, Hannah. Yes, Um, and I look forward to many, many more, and um, and just seeing how the rest of this season plays out because we do have those polarizing opinions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See who's right and who's wrong uh, as the episodes go on. That kind of rhymed. We'll see who's right and wrong as the episodes go on. All right, Dion, I've got nothing for you. Have a great rest of your day. (laughs) You
1: too. Bye, Bye, everyone.
0: Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.